I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Mommy and Daddy are mad. I'm getting nothing for Christmas because I ain't been nothing but bad. Here we go, Sam Boner. Six days till Christmas. Welcome back to another weekend shakedown. I'm Sam Boner Mick. As always, alongside Mr. Mike Gill, Mr. Colin Thompson. How are we doing today, boys? It's a good rendition. Thank Not you. Very as good nice. as your uh, 12 days of Christmas that I was impressed with. Yeah, you know, that was that was a one take right there, Mike. It, it, it came out pretty fluent. I, I stumbled a little bit on the, uh, the the hot roast pork second day of Christmas, but it came out pretty good. I appreciate that. Really did nicely have, done. Did you have a script or was that all like off the top of your head? So that was inspired by our good friend, uh, one of the OG Sam Boners, Mr. Friend Pat Healy. He uh, he has his way with the uh, the Sam Boner jingles. Uh, we're we're waiting on a. Uh, if it's not uh, Steve Bonadonna, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm sure Steve Bonavita has some pipes to him as as Bonadonna. well. I mean, that guy is just letting it rip left <laughs> and right. Let letting it rip left and right. But no, it's no Dude. better time here. Look, we're gonna we're gonna. Again, unfortunately, Sambo Nation, I, I just uh, I can't stomach talking about the, the beloved Philadelphia Eagles just yet. Three weeks in a row coming off. You know, last night was a little different. and We'll dive into that. But, you know, at the same time, you know, it's, it's a beautiful time to be a Sambo or hope everybody's out there being merry. Hope everybody's ready for another Christmas holiday. Uh, Mike, Colin, how we uh, how are things shaping up on your, your front? Well, this is my last work day of the year, so I will be off the air down the shore from Wednesday the 20th. I will be back on January the 2nd, so I will be off the grid, man. Um, I did a little Kate May this past weekend, Colin. I want to do a little couple more things like that. I got a little shopping left, but I am off, and that Eagles game last night, I get to talk about it today, and then I will be off for these three garbage games that we have coming up. Okay. Uh, everything's good in the hood here. 30th birthday this past weekend. That was great. Uh, had some people come around. Zero? Happy birthday. Yeah. Free zero. Thank you. Um, you know, I don't know if I say stress is the word. Concerned. I love my 20s. <laughs> I love that 20 number. No, it's all good. I I, uh, I had a great little party. A couple of my buddies came down, surprised me. Small little bar hop that that you know, of course, started at one and ended at two the next day. So that's good. <laughs> uh, had a good time there. Love Annapolis. It's built for the good old bar hop. So I had a great time. And uh, yeah, man, all's good. Getting ready for Sirius XM Radio Show tonight. I will be the solo host. Uh, my co-host will not be there, so a lot of prep this week. Can't just right, be. Sounds, sounds like you're gonna need you need to call me in. Yeah, call Mick in. Oh, the Eagles defense. I mean, we gotta run the ball. I would love it. You'd be perfect. Keep it clean. I'll keep it clean. I went. I went somewhere pretty cool, iconic wise over the weekend. Just just hit me. Forgot to got to write this down. And we went and saw a, a a concert in Asbury Park over the weekend at the iconic Stone Pony. Oh, nice. Bro, yeah. You should have let me know you're going up there. I would have pumped you. With a couple places to sand bone and a couple places to grab a beer for like. Are you familiar with the Asbury Park Mammoth area? I know Belmar very well. Oh, Kelly's, shit. Kelly's, in Belmar, 
could possibly be one of the best bars on the planet. It's right down the street from wow. Bar A. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, and then the friendly sons of the Jersey her, you would have fit in right there, Mickey boy. Uh, my uncle, my dad's best friend from college. He's the president there. So you could have gone in and had dollar beers wow. at the Shillelagh Club. What was it called again? It's the Shillelagh Club. Shillelagh Club. It's an Irish club. They have a crazy St. Paddy's Day thing. And it's right down the street from Kelly's. Th those two places are like staples in my life and childhood. But yeah, next time you're up there, man, Kelly's, wow. it, it, it's rated bars in my life. It's unbelievable. It was rare. Wow. It was a rare. Yeah, I did the Augusto fifth anniversary party. And then I had a little ganache over at the Ugly Mug. And let me tell you, the sandwich I got at the Ugly Mug was delectable. Delectable. Wow. Because <laughs> stock's down on the mug, right? Like local, like not a lot of locals go there unless a certain guy's bartending. It's very tourist trap now. Where used to what be exactly is the ganache, Mike? Break the ganache down for us. Yeah, what is that, Mike? Just a, 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 a an adjective to describe eating, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm not Jalen Hurts here with the like appetizer. It's yeah, what's like, the definition? I want a little ganache, a little ganache. Um, oh, Nick, tell us about the Stone Pony, though. Oh, no, it's just an iconic spot where, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of Great. greats cut their teeth, including Bruce Springsteen. Mm. Uh, that's 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 kind of Bruce's claim to fame. Basically, yep. you know, uh, when you think Stone Pony, you think Bruce Springsteen. But, dude, just a great little venue, 1,000, 1,200 people. Gigantic, gigantic bar, big stage. We saw some just up and coming band called Dogs in a Pile. They're kind of like a rock and roll jam band type of type of gig. But uh, these kids rocked the house, threw a couple covers in. We got after it. Had a great, great time, dude. It was a, it was a lot, a lot of fun. You spend the night? Yeah, we did. We did. My buddy has a place in Monmouth, so we just crashed there. And it's only, dude. It's only like an hour and twenty minutes. It took me, it, it took me quicker to get to Monmouth Beach than it did Sea Isle. Oh, it's not far at all. We used to yeah. go. My mom had a store in Spring Lake when I was a kid. So we would go over to Spring Lake, great little area. But Belmar, yeah. I would have known about Kelly's, though. I would have definitely stopped by. We just did kind of the tailgate at his house, and then we headed over in a couple of I saw you were there, but I don't know if that was you or someone else's story on the same boat. Yeah, right. Sometimes I don't know. Yep. So I was like, ah, but yeah, next time, guys. Kelly's, they're open for breakfast, too. It's insane. It's how you would build a bar. And it's like an old family that's done it forever. And Ooh. they literally, they own all of the, they own all the houses around the property. So there's no like noise complaint. There's a no like. this bar. I like that. Dude, they're open till two and they open at six. And it's not like this divey bar that you, it's, it's really well done. So yeah, Kelly's check it out. It's a good spot. Great family business that owns it. So yeah, there's your bar of the week this week. They're, 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 they're the highest rated bar for me ever on my bars of the week. Wow. Where do we follow? Where do we follow those rankings, Colin? You have a have an application that we can hop on for the bar yeah. of the week. <laughs> go to my go to my Instagram once a week. Every four clips, there's a clip of me talking about a bar. The other two clips are usually me stuffing my face with a food, and then a shout out to this page called Sam Boners. And then maybe the fourth clip is probably me talking about the Eagles, the Vikings, or some random NFL number or stat. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Good stuff. Everything we do here is brought to you by Not For Long Media. Shout out to our good friends and loyal sponsors of the page. The original Fudge Kitchen, shipping fudge all over the country. Chocolate, vanilla, peanut butter. You know the deal by now. Colin, if we're uh, if we're ordering a box of sh uh, fudge it's today, showing up. are you going to get there in time? It's showing up, baby. I know where you're going with this. Literally, this is what blew me away. So Here we go. 
I got to go in the back door at Fudge Kitchen, hang out with them. Obviously, partners with us here at Not For Long Media and the Sam Owner Show. I go in the back door, and USPS guy's in there. Like, what's he doing here? They're like, we do so much shipping. They come to us. We don't go to USPS to ship it. I was like, huh, no way. So literally, the guys are like lined up in a line. And it's like FUD, bink, 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 wrap, box, label, all out the door. I think they come once or twice a day in the busy season. So it will show up. We got it to Houston in 48 hours, and we didn't overnight it. So, uh, yeah, fudgekitchens.com. Delivered everywhere. Yeah, big, 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 big thanks to our listeners and fan base. Uh, you know, we're just trying to get rolling here, getting things off the ground, and the the, the relationship that we uh, we started with Hank Sauce, and the fact that we uh, can allow our listeners to you know leverage a product code Sam Bone. That's working, right? People are buying Hank Sauce for the holidays. So, you know, big shout out to Sam Bone Nation for supporting the Sam Boner Sam Boner Show. Just cool to see uh, people out there wanting to support. A local business like a Hanks, like a like a Fudge Kitchen, uh, two South Jersey slingers, if you will. You just gotta love to see it. Um, where do we begin? Where do we begin? Like, are, are are you guys fired up for the holidays? Are you nervous about the holidays? Is Christmas one of your favorite favorite holidays, Mike? I mean, you just took the fucking rest of the year off, right? Like, Sam Boners don't take time off we always work we are always open like aj brown says but mike like what are you gonna do with yourself for the next 10 12 days that's a good question i take the same times off all the all the time so like i have like you know i gotta do a little christmas shopping finish that up do the wrapping and then you know christmas being on the monday this year kind of weird so you got the christmas but you got games all i mean saturday the Eagles play Christmas Day. The Sixers play Christmas night. Yeah, you got all right. sorts of stuff happening. So after that, I got that next week. Now, my girlfriend and I have been talking about, like, trying to go somewhere for a couple days, like, just spur the moment, like a Key West or something. Ooh, I like that. That's me excited. It's a little pricey on the flights, though. That's the problem this time of the year. Not an easy place to get in and out of. That's what makes it nice. Uh, direct flights from Philly, DCA, Newark. And then yeah, you know, there's direct flights. They're just a little pricey. For oh, yeah. The, you know, everybody's traveling for the holiday season, so they're trying to gouge it a little bit. Oh, they're going to be through the roof from now until May to get down there. Yeah. They'll, they'll, yeah. They're going to, they're, they're, they're sometimes could be upwards of a thousand bucks to get down there one you know, way. Sometimes, Mick. And by the way, I was at uh, down at Congress Hall this weekend. You know, you're talking about the fudge and delivering. They must have had over a hundred, um, heaters outside somebody has to replace the the what's it called on that the um oh geez the, the, the propane propane someone's got to replace the propane probably daily on that thing you're talking you about a congress hall out back yeah out back they had like the merry-go-round and the train nice. going. the trees the size like, of the congress hall it's huge a couple yeah, bars you can see they got bars outside they had a little village with like oh i saw the hank sauce over there so they had a little Humble village. Sandbone. Yeah, good place down there. But I just all I was thinking of is the propane. I'm like, they gotta change this propane. That's a guy. All the time. I mean, yeah, that's nuts. Crazy. Have you ever seen the clip of the all the guys like watching the boat dock, the the cruise ship dock, where there's like all that they have like a video from someone from land, and it's just every male 
is out there just looking and make sure to see how the guy's docking the boat or the gal's docking the boat. It's hysterical. Like only Mike, it's Christmas. You got drinks everywhere. The brown room inside is another beautiful bar, fireplace, great spot in the wintertime. Old school, like been there for like 100 years. But Mike's out there looking at the propane when, you know, you could be getting Christmas picks with Heidi. You know what I'm saying? We got a couple picks. Well, she was talking to my friend's wife. They're sitting in the chairs. Me and him are standing behind them. And the heat lamp, the 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 propane, it's just blasting my forehead. I mean, I said, I'm hot under here, man. <laughs> At that point, I'm thinking... Man, they got a lot of these things around here. I said, the porch, because listen, I'm having New Year's at my house, and I have oh. one of those on my back porch. So I got to go get the propane to, to make sure that we're good for the night. Because for New Year's Eve, we hang out on my back porch, and I have one of those heaters that heats up the porch. And I said, the poor guy who's got to change the propane on. I mean, I'm imagining someone delivers that propane, but somebody's got to change them all. Maybe, maybe Fudge Kitchen delivers it. They deliver across the country. I don't know if they deliver propane, Mike. I'll say this. Uh, Congress Hall, they got the people to do it. <laughs> place is a freaking machine, boy. Yeah, it is. Machine, yeah. When, they move, when they're open, which they close like once a year in January for renovations, that town is busy and rock and rolling. Yeah, great place. Great place this it time of year. It was packed there they're, Saturday. They're Peddler's Village, which I'm heading to. I'll be excited. Mick and I are going to try to get a Sam Bone in together. I'll be When's up. That? When's that? Uh, I'll be in Pellers Village, Bucks County. I'll be there Thursday to Tuesday. Oh, I'm off. Come on up. Little Pellers Village, Friday. A couple lights, a couple drinks. Good for you. Uh, they got a great light display. Absolutely. Got a nice little brewery up there. You do. Uh, Goodwill. Brewery there. Goodwill. Percocy? Goodwill or Freewill? Freewill. Freewill. Freewill and Percocy. That's not Pellers Village. They have one there too, my friend. Oh, they have a free will in the perk in the in the Peddler's Village. <clears throat> yep, and oh, then Hoon Spirits, a Hoon H E W N. They have a little, uh, they have like a little, uh, you know, spirit spot there. It's good. It's a good spot. They got the fire pits, the cauldrons, the apple cider, rocking the hot chocolate. My mom's got you know stores there. I grew up there. I used to turn the lights on for Christmas back in the day. The, the lights aren't all all in one switch. So we would be down up underneath my mom's store, like up in the cellar with the light switch. And it turned on like this corridor of lights and you had like stopwatches. We'd meet like it was like some sort of like, you know, SWAT mission. So it'll be good. My first Christmas home since 2015. So it's uh, you know shitty to not be playing in this league. There's some tight end in this play in this league that I think could be done better. There We're you go. Getting get that a little bit, but there you go. Um, it's good to be home with family and friends. My in-laws will be coming up, so good stuff. Well, we're all pulling for you, Mr. Colin Thompson. Thanks, man. I got another year under my belt here. So we're all pulling for you. Just keep on Sam Bone, it'll all come together. Uh Uh, quick shout out to our good friends, uh Pete and Gus, Pete's famous pizza. Mustaki Authentic Euros. I'm telling you guys, I've had some real good, real good feedback. Just wanted to give a shout out to these guys for supporting the show. Uh, three locations, all located in the city, Fishtown, Center City. Uh, the, the 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 main locations for both Pete's and Mustaki right there in Logan Square. I mean, you can almost park right by the art museum and walk to both. Give these guys a shot. They're slinging all kinds of good food, cheesesteaks, chicken cheesesteaks, strombolis, the Mustaki Authentic Euros, just completely off the hook. I think they're going to be looking at a new location here soon. We'll continue to keep you informed. Franchise opportunities are available for both Pete's and Mustaki. Um, so, you know, it's a great time to get your Euro game on as we start to wind into 
another holiday season. Uh, this holiday season, what's that, man? I said, take a look. Take a take look. A take a bite. Take a look. Take a bite at another. Come on, Mick. I can't. Get a little juice about I'm struggling. I can't. Like, I, we're going to just continue to have to do this every single Monday or Tuesday morning. Yeah, you 10 are. and 1, 10 and 2, 10 and 3, 10 and 4. I don't even know what to say. I got no take on this team. I really don't. They came right out and did exactly what I wanted them to do. They pounded the rock, pounded the rock, pounded the rock, an early 7-0 lead, and then just slowly but gradually just took the foot off the gas. Like, they could have put that game away when they had the chance, but no, they laid down. They turn the ball over. Seattle capitalized. You know what? Just go. Help me. Just hold my hand. Walk me through it. Tell me how to just get over it. They're driving. They're running clock. And they call a shot play down the field to Quez Watkins, who uh, hasn't made a play since Moses uh, wore short pants. I mean, give me a break. can we get that guy off the field? How do you keep getting – every time the ball goes to him – he either falls, fumbles, or there's an interception. And it was Give no me a look, break, Mike. That's who you're first. going to in that particular situation, Quez? Just run the ball out. You're running the clock. They have one time out left. Like, I don't understand this. This is not rocket science. Yet these coaches are so poor at clock management and understanding clock. I don't understand it for the life of me. You're running the clock. They got one time out. This game is over yep, and yep. you call that play that guy should be fired on the spot for even thinking of it not even calling it for the thought going in his head that that call i got a great idea let me throw it to the shittiest guy we got that never works every the last five times a ball has gone to quez Watkins. something he fumbled it he intercepted it he dropped it in the in the super bowl i don't understand how that play is even still in the book sorry the the, what okay? I'm sorry, you, you glitched up here. Typical Wi-Fi for me. What play are you talking about specifically with Quest? The interception in the end zone. The he, end you know, end. he got his jersey tugged. Uh, oh, you're talking about that play? Yeah, we're saying that's a problem. That play hasn't worked in three years. But that's Jalen's decision. That's not the coach's. You like, don't think they call that play? Well, they call the play, but he's yeah. not the only guy running a route. Like at the end of the day, like I'm a Jalen Hurts fan i have been on this page because i think that guy is the michael jordan of football i really do i think he's hurt this year i don't think he's the same cat there's no way he's not moving the same he doesn't have the pop in his step oh whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa. hold on a second here hold on here a second thanks for letting me get through eight, my point nine and ten eight, week eight nine and ten you were talking about jalen hurts like he was michael jordan he has obviously regressed over the last three to four weeks now granted caught a little bug he is dealing with an injury and yes he may be one of the best but dude his mvp candidacy You're right just now blaming the coach i'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not blaming the coach i'm out on, i'm not blaming the coach but i'm blaming the decision to throw that ball to that's, on Jaylen. that's on Jalen. that's on Jalen. that's my point like i do think he's still the michael jordan oh listen i don't on the play execution hurts makes that decision fine my point is it's first and 10 at the 45. You are running the ball. You're winning 17-13. They are, you know, and you take that shot down the field Terrible. right there. I don't like it. I don't either. Yeah, so 
as I was saying, uh, I think Jalen Hurts is the Michael Jordan of football, and here's why. I think the guy's a warrior, a fighter, he's a leader, and he's the guy to gallivant the team to pull him out of this. I think this is a blip in the radar. I think there's a three, four, five-game stretch that has gone bad, but I don't think this is who the Eagles are. I know it's hard to believe. Everybody's saying, what do you mean? But let's let's just be careful how this league is. A week-to-week league is a month-to-month league. To say this now, I got people saying, hey, they're going to get the playoffs, they're going to be one and done. They're going to smoke teams. They need a break. They need a breather. They've been on the grind. And listen, there's no break in sight because they just got back from Seattle probably two hours ago, and they're getting home right now. So if I'm the coaches and I'm the strength staff, you got to get these guys right. You got to get them healthy. I'd walk through all week. I'd go play on Christmas Eve and smack up the Giants and be ready to go because you got Giants, you got Cardinals, and guess what? What do you think Gannon's going to try to do to this team and this fan base who buried him? So to me, I'm betting on Jalen Hurts, period. Has his decision-making been poor? Yes. Is he the same player right now? No. But players have these stretches in their career. They do. A lot of the great ones do. So I'm I'm staying firm on him because he's a dude. They need to be more creative offensively. They need to find ways to get guys open better. I think the offense is very vanilla. Yeah, I just very think vanilla. to Mike's the, I just think to Mike's defense, Colin, and you're 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 on. I I I am still optimistic that this team will turn it around as well. I think we have three great games lined up to help kind of get that momentum, quote unquote, back to where it needs to be. Um, you know, and, and hopefully we're, we're healthy heading into the postseason. But the, the, that, that game was in hand and it wasn't the prettiest game, but at the same time they played relatively well. I thought the defense played very, very good. They had two or three, three and outs, which we rarely get to see. Um, you know, I think that they ran the ball very effectively, but kind of right at that point, right? That point where we had that game in hand, we quickly threw it away. And that like, to me, just doesn't add up. doesn't make any sense. And then I, I read, a, I saw a stat, I think it was during the game. We haven't beat the, we haven't beat the Seahawks since like 2006 oh, or 2007. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Well, it's a tough run there. I mean, that, that, that team was unbelievable for a really long time and the Eagles were not as strong. And you, and, and you go play in Seattle, tough place to play. So that combination probably is why. Yeah. So you know? my point on that, Colin, is simply this. You're struggling, you know, and this is a team that, you know, Hurts is obviously not himself. So in that moment, why have, as the coach, am I saying I have a guy who is not at his 100%. We're moving the ball. We're at the Seattle 45 when this happens. I got Jake Elliott. Let me just run this down, and the worst case is we kick a field goal and we go up a touchdown. So now we're up seven, and he takes that shot down the field, and he puts the quarterback who's not 100% in position to make that decision. He makes a decision to throw the ball to a guy who hasn't made a play for him, period, in his entire tenure. If I'm the quarterback, I don't know how I still have confidence in him. Kudos for him on not bailing on Quez Watkins. But Watkins hasn't done made a play for you in two years. Yeah, but but quarterbacks don't look at it that way. Very very few times, like they'll look out there and say, "All right, AJ Brown's one on one. I'm taking the shot." Right. But like when you're in a scheme of an offense, you know Brock Purdy or a quarterback that has the weapons around him. Insert Patrick Mahomes. You're reading coverage, so the coverage dictated that throw. That's it. It's not like, oh, this guy, I'm going to, okay, he's over here, so I'm going to throw it there. No, it's like, all right, they go to single high, they run that Hawk three defense. I'm not going to nerd people out in football, 
but they go, ran a, go, go, a, go. a million years with with um <clears throat> with Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas. It, they drop a safety down and they, and they run it a unique way. And you try to get on them. You're trying to get down the seams and you're trying to throw the ball across the field, which you saw in that throw. Yeah, so Sirianni it, mentioned it last night. We, we'll take it. We want the safety. We'll take a, a matchup with a safety. Yeah, and, and they got the matchup. And, you know, my opinion, uh, if I'm Quez, I got to become defensive back. If that ball's between me and the, and the football, it's my ball or nobody's ball. So get the PI. You need to finish the drive in punts. But it goes back to coaching and creativity, creativity on there. Why are we – why are the Eagles not doing what they do best? With what they have offensively, financially, guys, I'm just going to paint you the NFL picture. Could you put together a better offense in the NFL with money? Very hard to do. The Niners have. But the Eagles O-line is better than the Niners O-line. Player for player, way better. So – but it comes down to the scheme. And 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 they've been running it for years. And this goes back to what we talked about. It's great. It's very boomer bust. Everybody's got to be healthy and Jalen included. Jalen's running that offense for a long time. That's why they put it in. When they ran that offense with Sirianni, I was very surprised when he came over from the Colts. Because that's not his like core. It's not what they do. It's not Frank Wright's core. So you sell in Carolina. A lot of teams are going to this, but it's hard. You can't run play action pass. Not on our center, really. And I'm a new school guy with the shotgun stuff, but like, Can where we talk is or... like, go ahead. Sorry, finish. Sorry. Where is the play action pass game? Like, they're just like putting the ball in the belly of the back, pulling it out. I'm like, all right, we're going to throw this one on one matchup. Like, that's not how offenses are built. Receivers got to block, 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 block. And then you run a play action game. You, you shoot the safety down because they think you're being blocked. And then the post is wide open, but they don't have that's why the Niners like light it up or it's like a close game, one of the two. So you see it with Minnesota, you see it in Miami. They're all the same offense. The Rams run that offense, right? Yep. So, like, well, I, I thought about this with you. I think Colin that a lot of these teams are starting to go back to the West Coast as defenses. Defenses were start to be built to say you're going to do this spread. We're going to try to do a defense to defend this spread, yep. and everybody has this spread offense. And now defenses have said you're going to run that. We're going to do this. Well, now San Francisco, Dallas does it. Bills changed their whole offense to run the football at number 14 for the Cowboys. Dan Orlowski, if you haven't seen that yet, fantastic clip. Because the linebacker for the Cowboys, he's the nickel Sam, they call him. He's a DB playing linebacker. He's 205 pounds in the box. So yeah, when I was in, it's changed. Go ahead, Mick. I know you had a, a you were. No, no, you were no, good. no. I, you, were, you were talking about the offensive line. I just said, I was going to just touch on the Eagles. The, 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 they have their offensive line. They have these like, they have tendencies, like, let me ask you guys a question. Is Lane Johnson jumping off sides? Every well, that's play? on the road. Yeah, yes, Yeah, that's on the road. It was a little too early last night for my liking. His, every play, and he gets away with it. And then yeah. Jason Kelsey has a tendency with the ball. Oh, Again, yeah. That's another he, week he got called for off sides because he's moving oh, the ball. Two different things. So he's no, thinking I'm just saying they're like these tendencies. And then uh, Malata, same thing. He jumps early a lot as well, but they get that's away on the road. With it. That's on the road, yeah. So on the road, Mick, when they have the silent cadence, they they the refs, it's like an unwritten rule. They give you a little tick because they're trying to time up the snap count. Uh, it's offensive friendly, so the quarterbacks can have a little more time and patience. It's, that's football. That's what makes you unique. There's some gray area, some of the rules. And then the moving the ball stuff, Jason's actually jumping off sides a couple of weeks ago when he had those back-to-back, -back, which is very rare at the center position because you control the rock. Uh, even if you snap it early, you're not off sides. Like, you never should have an offside. But this, the, the moving the ball forward stuff, 
Listen, there's a reason why the Tush Push has been good for a good time. A, they have the personnel to do it. Lander Dickinson is a legit road grader, and he just, if you watch him on the Tush Push, just watch him. And Jordan, don't watch anybody else. Everybody's like, Jason Kelsey, and Jason's really good. But those two monsters, like, are doing stuff that nobody does in the league to really, really good players. Yeah. But Jason moves that forward, right? A lot of people do it. Long snappers do it on field goals. Like, there's a, there's a, that's a game with inside the game. I'm glad we, the fans got to see that last night because that's been happening for a while. You think Seattle told the fans before the game that or told the refs that? Plus, they've been sending a memo for the last six weeks telling teams you can't move the ball forward, which means, hey, Jason Kelsey, the NFL sees you. Stop moving the ball forward, but we can't address you personally because that's illegal. So, listen, I love this smoke, and here's why I go with this. And I'm always Mr. Optimistic, especially with this team. Not an Eagles fan. I didn't grow up one. But they got a lot of dudes on that team that want to win right now, have to win right now, and are staring down the barrel of the gun. If you count the Super Bowl right, there's, what, seven games left. They are going to empty the clip this week on Christmas Day. The meetings this week are going to be the best thing for them. This is the best thing. You could stamp it right now, 29 minutes into this episode. When the sky's falling on great teams, they respond. And we thought they hit rock bottom last week. No, this is rock bottom. Because here's why all the families are in town for Christmas. It, it, I've done this. I've been a part of long skids. You come home, your family's there, your wife family's there. All they want to talk about is losing and how tough it's been. And don't your wife's telling your parents, don't talk about the game with Colin because they play, he didn't play well last week. Like I'm going personal here. These guys are going to come out humming. Against the Giants. So I get it. The line's probably going to be close. The sky's falling at WIP and on the Sam Boner show. And it should. It should fall. But I think when you have a rock bottom situation with this group of people, this franchise, they'll be ready to rock. They'll be ready to rock against the Giants. That's my pick. All right. Let me let me ask you one question regarding where this team is in terms of changes now, we made this offseason, though, major ones. I'll say that. Major well, ones. That's that's that looks apparent. One. But two, there's a team that had something similar to this happen, and I'll get into that in a second. But um they made a coordinator change last week. They had a they didn't change the title. Right. But Matt Patricia called the defense, and you basically demoted your your defensive play caller. My boy, the player does that scream chaos, panic. Did the players ask for this? How does that kind of affect the team going into a such an important game? Mick, I'll get one here. Your take first, and then I'll go. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely interesting. I, I think. I think it had to be done, right? I think a little shakeup like that can only help the team and maybe motivate the team or just provide some sort of spark plug. Because, uh, again, I, think, I thought the defense last night played well. They did. They played well. And then, unfortunately, they, they got put in a situation uh, at the end of the game due to a turnover. And they, unfortunately, you know, got <laughs> marched on at the end for the, the game-winning touchdown. But, you know, I think that Sean Desai – it seemed like he handled it like a professional, like very well. He was up in the booth and he was doing whatever the team needed him to do to put them in the best situation to win. And, you know, Matt Patricia is a guy with a ton, ton of experience. So to kind of have him to, to, to lean on a guy like that and shake it up a little bit, I thought it, I thought it was the right thing to do. And you know, I don't think that'll impact this team in the least bit. 
All right, so uh, great points there. I, I From sitting in the locker room and being a part of this, when Joe Brady got fired in the middle of the season, uh, Matt Rule got fired and we switched the entire offense around. I've been with multiple coordinators multiple different times. Here's how it goes. It happens and you're sitting in those offensive meeting rooms and you're like, ooh, shit's hitting the fan a little bit, boys. We got it. We got to go. It's time to go. You got to play well. And usually your team responds very well. And I thought the defense played just as normal as they always do. Because I don't put any of this on the defense. I think the offensive lack of offense production yep. is, is why the defense is playing poorly. Listen, the amount of money, there's certain assets you have in football, draft picks and cash. Eagles have a ton of cash on the offensive side of the ball. Tons. I don't know the number off the top of my head, and I'm pissed I didn't look it up. But I can guarantee it's a lot more than defense, I would assume. So, at the end of the day, your best group in this league has to play their best. And when they're winning, that defense is built. They can play a, a cover two, shell look, and then let the pass rushers go get you. And then roll through defensive linemen through. So, to answer your question, though, Mike, it does rock the boat a bit. Um, it really does. Because players have hearts. They've grown personal relationships with Sean Desai or coordinator X, Y, or Z. And to see someone lose their job, the media backlash, that's tough, man. That's tough. People know Sean. They probably know his family. Like, I know fans don't want to hear that shit, but that's real. Like, to see someone lose their job in your building, get demoted. But the way Sean handled it was super class. Troy Aikman was talking about it. That was really cool. Troy and Joe have got looser and lighter, and I I love the (laughs) broadcast. They – Joe was like Mick was saying, like we talked to Sean Desai this week for 45 minutes. He didn't bring it up one time. He was an absolute professional. Like it was cool. And Sean was in Seattle last year. I stood at the 50 yard line with Sean Desai for 30 minutes before our Panthers game last year. He was a, it's an analyst, right? You get fired as a DC. You kind of take a year off and then you pop back into it. And he was just like, I can't wait to have my own defense and win a Super Bowl. Like that's all he talked about. So the guy's a pro. We'll see what happens. Do you think that you think that this will be the for, for the for the duration of the rest of the year? Yeah, you can't go yeah. back now. Can't, can't go, go back, back now. now. Yeah, no, you can't go back. I mean, Sean's still gonna have an impact. Sean's gonna still give us two cents, but this is tough for Nick too. I mean, Nick had some bags under his eyes, right? Like, this is this is a part of this league. I, I hate to say it, but like, if I'm an Eagles fan. You're, it's do or die, baby. This is yeah, the no, best. I, I, and I, 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 I like your take as a, as a, as a guy that doesn't bleed green, but at the yeah. same time, you know, the, their their backs are against the wall. They, they need to come out. I looked up the line. They're they're laying ten and a half against the. New oh York wow! So Vegas Giants. still loves them. Yeah, ten ten and a half. Yeah. So that goes to show you that we're we're in a good we're in a good spot. But like, let's let's take a kind of a look at around the league as it continues to you know, shake up, unfold, if, if you will. You know, you, you got teams like the Browns, the Lions, the Dolphins that are just continuing to rock it on all cylinders. And then you have, you know, the Cowboys, who everybody thought was, I don't know, second best to the 49ers, and they just got their asses handed to them by the Buffalo Bills. So look out for the Buffalo Bills to catch uh, some serious momentum towards the end of the year. Like, at the end of the day, like, there's still, what, six to eight, premium football teams that could take this league. Yeah, 10. Oh, a, a Buffalo team that Philadelphia put 37 points on. So yeah. this and is – And they were buried, Mike. People were burying Buffalo. Any That's given all. week here. Well, I bring up um, – I brought this up on my show yesterday. To replace your coordinator at 10 and 3, oh. I really thought was unprecedented. I couldn't think of any team that just would do that in the middle of the season – but the 2012 
Ravens replaced Cam Cameron with Jim Caldwell. They had lost four out of five games to end the season and won the Super Bowl that year. So sometimes you kind of have to go through a little bit of this, like, you know, it's a long season. You had so many things go your way. You know, you needed a 59-yard field goal against the Bills just to beat that team. Dak Prescott steps out of bounds. Everything was seemingly going your way to help you get to 10-1. and Now everything's going the opposite direction, and it feels crappy, but maybe these are just some of the things that need to even out before you get through. Now the question would be, that Ravens team had a historic talent on the defensive side of the ball. James Bradbury ain't James Bradbury that we watched last year. Slay with an injury right now. Now, I thought the young guys played pretty well in his place last night, but I'm thinking to myself, are you really going to the Super Bowl with Josh Job, Ringo, Brown, running around like just instinctually playing football in their rookie year? Hey, it might be good long-term. I like Sidney Brown. I, I mean, uh, he needs to learn how to tackle. But I love the guy. So does everybody else, by the way. He's going to be a monster in this league. You watch. Guy's going to be a stud. He reminds me a lot of like Palomalu, just running all over the place like a Tasmanian devil, but he he has to rap better. But all these guys, nobody can tackle. The tackling's comical in this league. It's It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It it ended. Thank God. But that's my point is like that 2012 Ravens team, they fired their coordinator and, and lost four out of five games. It wasn't like they fired the coordinator and just took off. They lost four to five games to end the season. They went into the playoffs losing four out of five. Where do people think, oh, you, you know, a couple of years ago, the Eagles won four games in a row, and it was, that's the team nobody wants to play, and then they got knocked out in the first round. Yeah, none Doesn't of this matter matters. You win four in a row, win five straight, lose it, five it, straight. It, Who are you on the day you play? Did my wife bitch at me before the game, and now my head is out? Did the guy at the grocery store give me something? You know, does my kid's teacher nag? Who are you, and are you healthy? That's really what it boils down to. And if you're not healthy, how do you perform? Because you feel, guys, like ass. Been there. There's a lot of people taking a lot of things, I'll say this, to get through those games. A lot of things to get through those games. I know one thing's for sure, Colin. I'm I'm struggling to get through last night's loss, but I think I'm just going to drive up to Westchester and grab a a nice cheesesteak from Steaks Westchester, or maybe even a, a full pie from Pizza Westchester. Shout out to Spear and and the family at Steaks Westchester Pizza Westchester. These guys are uh, right in the center of like a new you know cheesesteak capital, Westchester, PA. You got the Lorenzo's, you got some other spots, but Steaks is the new buzz in town. Absolutely crushing it with their little you know. Cheesesteak creation. Ah, shit. What's the bakery? They're getting their rolls from like a local Westchester bakery. Everybody's raving about Steaks Westchester. Everybody's been raving about Pizza Westchester for like the last year. This guy's like toe-to-toe with Danny from Angelo's, who will be joining us tomorrow. Um, tune in tomorrow's episode. Danny from Angelo's will be joining us again. But just shout out to Spear, uh, holding it down in Westchester, both Steaks and Pizza Westchester. If you haven't been there, I'm telling you right now. Go check it out and get the Sam phone on. So, you know, we're, we're, we're talking kind of around the league here, fellas. Like, you know, what's what's what at, at this point heading into week 16, what stands out at you the most? Just, you know, at the, that 50,000 foot view, like you look down on the NFL, what stands out at you the most? Kyle, I'll start with you. That's a great question, Mick. Um, 
the impact Joe Brady's had on Buffalo. I, I, I said it on my show. I talked about it on here. I played for Joe. Joe is an old school Sean Payton with some innovative past game concepts that he ran at LSU when he won a national championship there. I think he's a perfect guy for Josh Allen. He was the quarterback coach for Josh Allen. So all the things Josh complained about, about his boss or about whatever, he heard it. Joe's like 32. So he's like as old as Josh and I. So like there's that conversation there where you're like, boys, not like coach player, which I think the new players relate with better. So that'd be my one thought there. My second thought is how there's a two horse race for MVP and they're on the same team. And that's Brock Purdy. And that wow. is uh, C-Mac. And, and C-Mac was my pick for the year uh, for a million reasons that everybody knows. But at the end of the day, I think that's really cool. Tyreek Hill was in it, but maybe he's still in it. But he missed a game last week. D Dak played himself out of it. Uh, Jalen, you know, he has to light the world on fire these, these last three games. But for me, I think that's really cool. So there are kind of two things off the top of my head. Great question. Uh, Joe Brady's impact, and then the two two guys on the same team up for the MVP race. What do you got, Mike Gill? Uh, mine would be that here we are entering week 16, and we still have no clue about what this league is and who's good and who's not. I mean, really, <laughs> and it is a complete uh, – it is the epitome of a week-to-week -week league, and you never can – you know. This team stinks. You're playing them. They're play You're trying to look at schedules. Well, they play these three. You play those three. Who gives a shit? Nobody knows who's beating anybody in this league ever. You've got so many teams. You know, the difference between a 10 and 4 team and a 7 and 7 team is essentially three plays. You know, that 7 and 7 team is no different than the 10 and 4 team. That's what we've learned is, you know, right now if you look at Super Bowl odds, a team that is currently not in the playoff field has better Super Bowl odds than almost everybody else in the field, and that's on both sides. Buffalo's I'm looking at them, right? Buffalo's I'm got like the fifth best odds. If the playoffs started, Buffalo today, two weeks ago was 35 to one. I was just talking about this. Now they're down to 14 and one. They could clearly steal the NFL. They really no, they're could. Not even they got to make the playoffs first. They are currently yeah. the nine seed at eight and six. Here's the problem. They're eight and six. They can't control what anybody in front of them does. And they're losing the tiebreakers to Houston, Indianapolis, and Cincinnati. So they have problems there. They have uh, they have a chance to win their division, which might even be the better path for them to go. They're two games behind Miami with three to play. They play the Dolphins in the last week of the year. The Dolphins play Dallas this week. So that's a huge game there. You know, we're looking at the Eagles. Well, they play the Giants, Arizona, and the Giants. Well, does anybody feel right now that the Eagles are just going to steamroll through the Giants, Arizona, and Giants now the way yeah. this league is going? This is when you don't want to play that type of team because they got nothing to lose, nothing to – they'll try anything they can. So the league is getting exactly what they wanted. There's about – I think there's 18 teams that have a winning or, or 500 record. I mean – There's only like two teams eliminated. Here's, here's, here's an interesting uh, three, development three too. Teams in the NFC and three teams on the other six teams out now there you go so but everybody else is still legitimately alive and look at the south for instance now I know we all laugh like oh Tampa Atlanta and, and the Saints the Saints are seven and seven Tampa seven seven so one of those teams might be a wild card team now because Minnesota's seven and seven the Rams are seven and seven the Se Seattle seven and seven and the Saints are seven and seven Green Bay six and eight the NFC is going to be crazy. The AFC and Chicago almost got in if they caught the Hail Mary. It's, it's oh the man, that was nuts. 
And they should have won the game with like four other opportunities. The Chicago team, they would have been right in the thick of the playoff. So I think the, the, only, the only teams uh, that we can definitively feel like they might be a tick above is San Francisco. And even them, they gave up 30 this 29 this week to Arizona. It wasn't like they played this great game. They just kind of, you know, just out talented that team. It's San Francisco and probably Baltimore. Yeah, Other it. than that, no, everybody else has problems. Everybody else is having the same bitch session about their team as the Eagle fans are. Just keep that in mind for the Eagle fans. And then just last but not least, the the, the tenth team, ten, the, the, with the with the tenth with the best odds to win the Super Bowl at sixty to one is the Cleveland Browns. Who do they got slinging the rock for them right now? A future Hall of Fame quarterback in Mr. Joe Cool, Joe Flacco. Cannot discount the Cleveland Browns with Joe Flacco back there. He looks good. He looks real, real good. And the fact that there's a story starting to kind of create here. Like, there's a good chance that Cleveland Browns are going to play the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC Championship. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding Yo, me? Where's man. Joe Flacco from, Mick? Where's he from? Delaware. That's right. Delaware County. Well, he went to Audubon here in South Jersey. In fact, he uh, has been seen down the seashore in the summertime. Oh, Stone Harbor, 96th Street, hitting all the stores, maybe nothing. No, I don't think there's a bigger fan base in the world that that brags about seeing a pro athlete in their vacation town. Like (laughs) Joe Paul had a house in 64th Street and Avalon or whatever the hell. See you 24, right? Mick knows it. Jeff Carter, Mike Richards, they had houses right next to each other. They just sold them. Like, oh, you know, you know who, you know who lives in uh, Monmouth County where we were over the weekend? Who is uh, Jason Garrett? Yeah, Jason Garrett grew up right in Monmouth County. He actually belongs to the same club as friends of ours. Yeah, what do you think of that? What do you, what do you, okay, thumbs up or thumbs down on the DeVito story that. He had a local pub paying him ten grand to come there and shake hands and kiss babies. After he won the couple games, his agent said it's now going to be twenty grand. Are you in or are you out on get price gouging for Tommy DeVito on his fifteen minutes? <laughs> I just can't believe he stole the nickname Tommy Cutlets. Come on, DeVito. I mean, I'm all in on it. What are you talking about, Mike? Hey, if that was if that was you, you'd be doing jumping jacks. What are you kidding me, yo? You're Tommy DeVito. Know your role, man. Oh, that's it. Sorry. I'm Colin Thompson. I'm a bottom of the NFL guy. I start to have some success, and Mike Gill tells me I need to take my ball and go home. That's enough. Well, guess what? You, you got had it, a, Mike. I know you that's not. You had a $10,000 deal from mom and pop shop, and then so you what? tried to gouge the prompt mom and pop shop, so now oh, you, got, you got nothing. You got enough. <laughs> you got enough. Oh. Listen, I... I, I, I listen. I get what you're saying, but uh, no, uh, you're 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 worth what someone's willing to pay you, and well, I bet then, people I people will it. pay a lot of money in that I New York market. Look, I play for the cool. Giants. Big Blue is the number one brand in the NFL, other than the Cowboys. Period. People want to be associated with you, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. They're they're the top two brands. You, you move the needle. Every look at all look at every booth in Romo. Uh, Witten got in there with no experience. Uh, Troy Aikman, look at the Giants. Like Eli Manning's all over the screen. The Giants players always have Sean O'Hare's on Monday. Good morning football. Like Tommy DeVito, he's going to be making ten to twenty thousand a year for the rest of his life to go to mom and pop Italian cheesesteaks, whatever hoagie shops and some bowlies and pizza. 
for the rest of his life. And every Italian-American is going to be like, give him the cash. Give him the cash. Because, ah, but Mike, when I have success, hopefully football again, if I don't, God bless. But if I have success in radio or coaching or media, whatever I decide to go into, the minute I feel like I'm in over my skis and I'm successful, I'll call you to see if you think I should continue to make more money. I'll give you a buzz, Mike. Hey, listen, I'm all about you making as much as you possibly can. My point is, listen, it's not like you're going to some uh, you're going to some mom and pop bakery, and now you're trying to price gouge them because you had two good games. That's all. Okay. Like if you have a couple good, like if you've now established yourself and you want to say, "Hey, I'm Tommy DeVito, man," you had two good games. In which, by the way, it's not like you had two good games. You played okay. Eh, I like it though. Speaking, speaking of, uh, I don't know if this guy's Italian, but how about the big signing over the weekend from our good friends at Nebraska? Oh, bringing in Dylan Rayola, number one prospect in the country, in all the land, going to Nebraska. Georgia commit from Georgia. I think he moved for his like last couple of years to play for a high school team in Georgia, and his dad played at Georgia. I mean, excuse me, his dad played at Nebraska. His uncle is the current O-line coach at Nebraska. He was my assistant O-line coach with the Bears. Great guy. Uh, we thought he was going to commit early. There were some transfer portal conversations for the guys going there. The dude flips right before signing day to Nebraska. So Nebraska becomes relevant nationally immediately because who they play in the in the uh, Big Ten West uh, it's not the Big Ten East. That's for damn sure. They should they were they should have won their last four games and would have won like nine games. Rules first year. So and they had to lead the they led they led college football in turnovers. I mean, think about that. That's there's some bad teams in college I love, football. I love what Chip Kelly had to say over the weekend too about oh Chip was on. spot on spot he, on. They should just they should hire be independent. They really should. If I'm Chip, if I'm the NCAA, I say how much you want, Chip? Come run the whole thing yourself because they need a guy like that. They need. They, they, they don't, who are they going to hire? Like some executive from New York City or, or Dallas or San Fran? They, you need someone who's got the experience. Chip's done it professionally, collegially. He's had success at all levels. He really successful at Rhode Island back in the day where he started. I think it was there, New Hampshire. I think it was Rhode Island. But uh, maybe New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Ryan Day was his quarterback, fun fact. But, uh, yeah, so no, that was a good point. Good for bringing that up, Mick. That was really Absolutely. interesting. So you have a so those who haven't heard it what Chip said pretty much and when and I should have the clip up ready to go but essentially what he said was group five is going to be one and the non group five is going to be one group and we're going to play six seven games close to where we live so Chip's like UCLA we should play Arizona Arizona State every year play should play Stanford every year like that helps and football should be in their own division and everyone else should stay in their same conferences because now you're going to make you know, UCLA women's softball, go play Rutgers on like a Tuesday night in Piscataway in the spring. Like, how can you afford that? You got to fly the team there. They got to fly Southwest, like, which is great. But like, what's that delays like and that strain on those kids? So, yeah, it's tough. Hey, I, you've done it before. I, I, I traveled for two, se- uh, a season with the West Virginia women's basketball team. I did their radio. It is not like uh, you're not getting first class travel um, opportunities. You got to get on the bus. The airport's an hour and 20 minutes away. You got to ride up there and sit in the thing just like every. It's not like an NFL team where you're getting chartered flights to right. these games. These second, I don't know about college football, but.
but you, you fly chartered, but everyone else does not. Maybe basketball right. on a big program, you're you're flying regular. Yeah, that's my point. Is so to have to fly like you know, West Virginia is kind of in, in its own little bubble. They were in the Big East at the time, so the flights were kind of close for the most part. But now, you know, they're in the Big Twelve. They got to fly from West Virginia to Texas and Oklahoma all the time. So that makes them a tough geographical fit for that conference. Now you're expanding a Pac-12 geographic team to go play Rutgers and that kind of stuff. It's just bizarre. Yeah, I like what Chip said. I'm not a big fan of this whole thing that's going on in college sports right now. But if you could do something to try to get it back to like, – What's the, like, the holdup? There, there's always been a holdup, right? Is it is it the, the money that goes into the particular bowls and the, uh, the overall bowl season? Like would this shake up the entire landscape from a playoff championship standpoint or would they still have – both the bowls for all the underlying teams or how does I this imagine I would no imagine solution. And, it, and this, we've been talking about this for years well yeah. the bowls are owned by ESPN they generally own I think like 80 percent of the bowl games they own and operate um but the NCAA is the you know is the banner that they operate under in terms of winning the championship so you essentially would have to break away from the ncaa for football and create this that's the problem what is it it's not a it's not a pro league but that's essentially what they want to say is you're in this pro league but then the next thing will be well why do i need to play in that pro league when i can just go to the other pro league you know what i mean like yeah it's a mess physicality has a lot to do with it as well you can't you can't have a 64 team bracket like you do in basketball. Yeah, yeah, you can't. And it would take forever too. You got to you got to separate like you said. You got to have week to week. The what needs to change most importantly is the transfer portal. And I am I transferred. I transferred. But the problem is it's now you could just leap and frog and go and it's supply and demand. So at one school I'm making, you know, fit say I'm say 100,000 a year in NIL. And you're the 10th best tight end in the country. Well, if I go on the open market and there's only two tight ends available, it's a bidding war. It's not NIL anymore. It's a bidding war of what you're worth to a roster. Then you're going to make, like at Florida, I would have went down there and made a million a year. I wouldn't play. I played probably 50 snaps at Florida. Yeah. A million. I didn't even play. I I am. uh, That's insane. I do not like the NIL at all. I'm not against the kids, but here's the thing. I love the NIL. I hate the transfer portal. The transfer, but it's all hand in hand. Here's the thing. For me, like, this is amateur sports. Like, okay, like, you chose to play football. They're making tons of money. We all choose to go a certain direction with our careers. And we all have to go through, like, people intern for free. People do things. Mm. And here's the – my point is this. Is it fair? No, because – but it has ruined what the the sport's supposed to be about. It's a – it is a opportunity for you, and this is where it gets lost because everybody is so money hungry. That's all they care about. You are getting a free opportunity to play on television every week for an employer to draft you. And if you get that free opportunity to get drafted, that's when you get paid. And but education. And you get the education, which I'm not even bringing up because nobody gives a shit about that, sadly. But you are getting paid. You are getting free exposure. That's like anything that lost because we are so greedy in this world and we have ruined the amateurism of what was an awesome, awesome pageantry 
of college football and college sports has been ruined because we are so greedy to say, well, I'm going to start making money at 18 years old. Guess what? If you're a police officer, you have to go through the academy. You have to go through the academy. That is what the prerequisite is. Every job has a prerequisite. Every career has a prerequisite. So for kids to say, well, I want millions of dollars for my prerequisite, I think has completely blown that sport up and ruined it for what it was. It's a shame and it's sad and it's all greed because guess what? If you're good enough, you are getting a free opportunity every Saturday to be on television for scouts and scouts come to watch you play. There is your payment. And that's how I look at it. Plus yeah. free room and board. Uh, you're eating for free. You got a couple shekels to work with too. And you're usually in a college town. that's very affordable. And by um, the way, I am not against, like, I worked at the college radio station in West Virginia. I got a stipend every week, for, every two weeks for, like, $125. Now, this is, like, 1995, 6, 7. When I got that check for $125, dude, it was, let's hit the town. Yep. If these kids got a stipend, I guarantee, like, if this all would have been, like, hey, every football player is getting a stipend of $1,000 every two weeks. $1,000 every two weeks to a kid, you'd be like, woohoo! Oh, yeah, it's huge. So they are part of the problem, the NCAA, not oh, – You're paying – They have 100% to do with it. I will say this too, Mike. It's not ruined. It sucks, and it's major, 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 major change. But, like, let's be real. Like, the numbers are still great watching it. Once all of it's removed, you're still watching the game. It's still the same pageantry. But I hear you. Yes, this is a shit show. But, again, it makes more football more relevant for us, us to talk about. Like, it makes things way more chaotic. So, again, media, money. My, uh, my 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 son's uh seventh and eighth grade CYO basketball team could use a transfer. Could they? Oh yeah, they're struggling. They're out. You got any years of eligibility left, Mick? <laughs> I would love to get out there. There's nothing like it though. CYO hoops is the greatest, dude. You got to drop steps on. Keep the elbows high. He's made a nice jump the other day. That was nice, dude. He can he can shoot for sure. But this this game we were at last night, there was there was two kids on each end of the court. One kid dropped thirty five. Another kid dropped thirty two. I'm talking about eighth graders here, but at the same time, like, look out for these kids in high school, man. There are some players out there. You know who I saw last night, Colin? Coach Joe said he was in the house in the local in the local gym. Yeah, he's doing some work for the PIAA. He's helping the you know PIAA with their basketball. I used to be at his camp. Give me a two clap. Joe's, two clap. Joe's a good good dude, man. Good dude. Yeah, but yeah, we're 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 right in high gear of uh, basketball season. Nothing but a ton of fun here at Sam Boner oh, Show. Sam way. Boners, what's up, Mike? We got buddy. It's trickling down to that age level. I mean, you got oh, it is. keeping themselves back so that they can get better. You know, oh, my kids are. Yeah. Well, Mike, we just talked about this too. Families are trying to now get into uh, certain parishes, right? Like we just played Nativity of Our Lord, which is right next to Archbishop Wood. I, I, I was told a good 50, 60 kids tried out for this team. They, they, they ran all over us. They started, they started the game with the Kentucky press. They were up 10 nothing in the first 10 seconds. Like it's, it, we're out of our league. Unfortunately, I'm in a small parish, but you go over to St. Alphonse's, you go over to St. Genevieve's. These are like now like player portals, right? That's where all the, the high school scouts are going to watch these kids play. And there is a ton, ton of young talent out there. It's really fun to watch. Yeah. We lose, oh, well, we lose Colin. I don't know, but a lot of the, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the Catholic schools down here are closing. There's just not enough yeah. kids. Yeah. anymore so you know but hey 
Sports is big money, man. But oh uh, no, and the, yeah, the, I'm the, the the Catholic League, the PCL, high school wise basketball is got to be a top five organization in the country right now in terms oh, of talent sure. and competitiveness. Sure. It's unbelievable, man. I'll tell you what. Wood came down here and played Dematha, who yeah. was ranked ranked below them. They were like thirtieth, and it was oh, that looked like a college basketball team. Like Woods it looks oh, like man. a college basketball team for sure. The math will look like they can go to the final four. So St. Joe Prep, St. Joe Prep, and we'll, we'll wrap up here in a second. St. Joe Prep, the, the starting point guard for their varsity team is Will Chamberlain's grandson. And then the yeah. shooting guard is Aaron McKee's son. So like, well, that's what St. Joe's Prep football was. John Runyon and Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, there you go. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. So, uh, yeah, no, the Philly, listen, I always go back to Mike Pettin and CB West days. That started the football in our area, making it massive. Philly used to not be a good football side of the state. It used to be all Pittsburgh. It's changed in all sports. We know basketball, but it's been big in football. It's a great area. Super competitive. That's why I went to Archbishop Wood and not Central Bucks East because they didn't want to compete. They were cool with 500 and everyone graduating, but you're going to graduate anyways. So that's why I'm a Viking. Proud Viking. All right, so let's let's end the show with a, a, a traditional buy or sell segment. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to get a white Christmas, but are you guys – Big fans or no, not fans of like an absolute crushing blizzard. I'm talking two, three feet of snow. You buying or selling? I'm buying wow. one. I'm buying one of those per year. One of those per year. And then the rest of the days, I don't want any rain, sleet, snow, nothing. One shut down. Yes. Everyone get the milk and bread, load up <laughs> on the booze, act like the sky's falling. And uh, yeah, I'm a hundred percent buying one massive snow day a year. I'll take one like that just because of the lockdown in uh, situation. But in terms of Christmas, give me a couple years ago, it was so warm. We had shorts on. I'll take that. Yeah. I was in Carolina for that one. We had shorts on. I remember that. Well, right now they're showing 50, 50 and sunny on Christmas day. So it could be a goth day. I'm buying, I'm buying though. I love, I love a good snowstorm. These kids need to get out and get some sledding going. We haven't haven't gone sledding in three or four years. Get out of the house. Get tired. Dad's going to be in here with a hottie toddy looking out the window, making sure you're doing just fine. It's the most wonderful, wonderful time of the year. We got bowl season. We got bowl season. We got basketball. We got a big slate of games on tap for Saturday, Sunday. Your beloved birds playing on Christmas Day. Your 76ers playing on Christmas night. Here's the rundown Christmas games. Raiders versus Chiefs. Giants versus Eagles. Holy shit. Ravens versus the 49ers on Christmas night. Uh, I'm so thankful that the Eagles are the 430 game versus the 8 o'clock game. 8 o'clock game would be would be a struggle for, for moi. But at the same time, that's that's a dude, that's a potential Super Bowl matchup right there on Christmas night. Take a look, take a bite, take about 50 sips. That's what's gonna be going down on Christmas night. Christmas roll Crown. This 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 uh, episode is brought to you by Crown Royal and the jug that I just pronounced. <laughs> Terramana tequila for me. Mike Gill, baby. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy your uh, ten days of Christmas, twelve days off of Christmas. Be Enjoy, married. Buddy. Be happy. Keep on saying boning, baby. All right, boy. Have a great holiday season, everybody. Stay safe. Ho Over. ho ho. Merry Christmas. And a bottle of rum. Saying boning. Cheers, everybody. Happy
Happy Cheesesteak Month, Sam Boners.